We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers. We're talking, what? FA Cup fourth round? Yep, we're not talking Premier League. We're mixing it up. But guess what? We're still talking Premier League teams, but in the FA Cup. Chris, welcome in the show. Look look at it outside. You're in the mountains last week. Now I'm seeing green. I see a tree. Maybe the sun is out. What's going on? Adam, good to chat with you again. I'm back in the the burbs, uh, back in Seattle here. Um, it is, in fact, I mean, they call it the evergreen state for a reason. It is almost always green in some capacity, uh, likely due to the amount of precipitation. It is not sunny. It is quite over overcast, uh, uh, cloudy, kind of like one of those days where you might make a couple cups of tea, um, have a cup of soup later, relax. The couch has got my name on it later. Um, but yeah, otherwise doing well um, and uh, happy to, we're, you know, for our listeners, love the listeners, giving them a little bonus round here with the FA Cup. I don't, I think this is our first round um, that we've, we've touched on. We are in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Um, so looking forward to chatting about a couple of the Premier League teams that are involved in games. And, uh, and then just, we have the one EPL match this weekend. Uh, aside from all of that, I am sitting here in my living room and uh, I got the Rotowire. FC uh, quarter zip, you know, a classic here, quite comfy, has a little uh, pouch pocket, um, pretty underrated uh, facet of this particular quarter zip. And then, um, you know, uh, back home. So I got a new scarf. And if you're watching on um, on YouTube here, you know, I got to support my hometown club, which is forward Madison FC, uh, the Flamingos. Uh, great time. To, you know, if you ever make it to the uh, the Midwest, I could be the Flamingos. I, I'm not on their branding team, you know, the branding team. <laughs> Wait, Madison, uh, Wisconsin, Flamingos? What's going Ford, on? Ford, Madison, Flamingos. Oh, man. I, I'm not going to go go too in-depth here on the, on the podcast, but we'll, uh, we'll have to teach the rest the rest of y'all about Ford, Madison, FC. But um, if you ever find yourself in the area in the summertime, there's it's a great activity. Just go up there. They got like a – I think I would highly recommend you spend the extra – I think tickets are like 25 to 30 bucks, but you can go and get the all you can drink, all you can eat for like 50 bucks. Well worth it. You're sitting up, you know, it's a, it's an, um, they're good games. They're professional athletes. Um, 
usually pretty spirited and uh, w- would highly recommend going to a game. And I've always loved it. And I try to make a point of going to those games when I'm back home visiting the uh, family. It's a great rec. I've been to a Detroit City FC game. I don't, I don't know if I can give it the same recommendation, just based off of the, the level of, of soccer they play. I don't know if it's the same division as, as Ford Madison, but you mentioned they're, they're professional athletes, but it's, it didn't seem like professional athletes when I actually watched one of those matches. But I mean, it, it's USL. Um, I'm not sure. Is Detroit City... I don't, okay. know if that's well, US I don't. I don't think they're. Yeah, I think they okay. might have been. Might be like MPSL or something like that. Um, yeah, USL yeah, is I mean, the second division, in, right? Yeah, yeah, they're okay. in USL League One. Um, I believe there's two leagues, and then there's US like the champ. I think is there the championship division where um, some like so. I mean, like they'll play like the Orlando City B team. Um, uh, you know, okay. North, yeah. North Texas, which is like I think a shoot off of the Houston. Um, Oh, Houston's Dynamo MLS team. It, yeah. So two seasons ago, I believe they were the um, the affiliate for uh, the Minnesota um, Minnesota United. Okay. So they would like send them down to get some, some match time and play down here. So I, I saw a couple MLS players at one point, but, um, you know, decent competition, fun to watch, great, great in summertime. So they are legit. All right. Yeah. yeah so I'm instead of going to the USL ranks, I'm going to – the championship ranks. If you're watching on YouTube, I got whole city right here. So unfortunately, whole city are no longer in the FA cup, but we will be talking about the team they just lost to. So third round uh, Everton needed stoppage time to beat whole city. But as I was diving into whole city history, I thought it was interesting. So the last time they're in the premier league, I think this was five years ago. They had, on their back line, Andrew Robertson and Harry Maguire, and they got relegated. Class. I don't even, I don't, for some reason, I don't remember this, maybe because it's like Maguire and Robertson were children back then. So it's not as memorable. But do you, do you remember those two guys being on the same team and then being relegated? In the, in the back when they were in the Premier League? Yeah. This is the last I mean, time Hull City was Yeah. Cause that league. was like, that was, I mean, I don't remember Harry Maguire playing for Hull City at that time, but I, I remember Andy Robertson. That might have been. Was it twenty? Did you say? Did you say the year 2017, 2018? Yeah, I might have been twenty sixteen, seventeen, but yeah, around that was there. that was right when I was getting in the the Rotowire engine room, and um, I remember seeing Andy Robertson having some pretty high like numbers, like in a little in a small amount of um, play playing time, he had you know high crossing numbers, um, was kind of making his way in there, and then Liverpool bottom that season, I believe. So that's kind of like he looked like a mediocre, you know bottom of the playing for bottom of the bottom of the table team and then Liverpool bottom for like pretty cheap and uh you know the rest is kind of history but yeah I don't remember Harry Guire at all playing for Hall City yeah I pulled up the wiki page and they list four managers uh of that season so uh, if if anything says relegation it's it's using four managers in, in one uh one season but so what we're going to do, fourth round FA Cup, instead of, you know, talking about teams we don't really know as much about in the championship, I mean, we could, I mean, we could talk about it. We could talk about some of these things. Like we could talk about West Ham going against Kidderminster, who are, I think, like the fifth or sixth division of English football. But we're going to stick with the three matches that are only in, only for Premier League teams. 
So it'll be teams are, you know, familiar talking about. Uh, I should say this is also going to be maybe the hardest show we've had this season <laughs> to project just because we don't know what how these managers are going to look at their starting 11s. We don't know how much they're going to put in the FA Cup. So because even even though it's off the international break, like these teams, some teams have seven matches in February, seven matches in like the matter of 20 days. Uh, so these teams still have a lot of matches. They'll be playing midweek uh, Premier League next week. So it's not like, you know, it's they're playing this weekend and then they're off for a week. Like they're, they have back to back to back. They're going to be gone. Tons of matches. So we don't know who's starting. That's kind of what it comes down to. Uh, we'll mention there, that. There's for, a lot of layers. Yeah, there's there's a lot of layers. We'll mention that. Uh, we'll try and dissect what each manager will do when we go through these matches. But the first one we're going to start with is, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I got our depth chart page up. Because uh, unfortunately we do not have odds for these FA Cup matches on the site. But this depth charts at Rotowire, we can still go by those. Uh, so Wolverhampton are home against Norwich. Wolverhampton are minus 160 to win. Norwich are plus 475. And the draw is plus 300. Over two and a half goals, plus 105. Under two and a half goals, minus 125. Uh, before I, I give this to you here, I just want to say the three matches we're covering they all have almost the exact same implied goal total, which kind of means that, you know, these odds makers don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, and they're just like, okay, we're going to, we're going to set the odds pretty much exactly at 2.5 goals because, you yeah. know, we don't know the lineups. And so uh, I think that that leads us to some value, to be honest. <clears throat> so first up wolves, decent home favorites here going against Norwich, coming off back-to-back wins in the Premier League. What do we like? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to focus on what we know about Wolves, the the idea like that we don't know what the lineup's going to happen. Well, we haven't, you know, we've seen a couple different varieties of lineups from Wolverhampton this season, but the same result has, has kind of happened throughout, and that's the fact that they are going to maybe not score a lot of goals, and most importantly, they aren't going to let up a lot of goals. In the Premier League, um, no team besides Manchester City has been better than Wolves defensively. They've given up 16 goals in a total of uh, 21 matches. They've been really tight at the back. On the other side of that, they have just 19 goals in 21 matches. Um, so every time they're involved in a game, it's low scoring, a lot of one ohs a lot of zero zeros. Um, so I'm, you know, for me, looking at uh, what we're seeing at, with the uh, over unders here, you can get a decent under two and a half at minus 125. Um, and I think that might be worthwhile. Otherwise, if you really think, um, you know, Wolves are going to continue to play the, the way that they have, I think under one and a half at plus 230 is a little bit riskier, but still, um, you know, within play of what could actually happen, just given that they, they seem to be involved in a lot of 1-0 games. Yeah, so if you're watching on YouTube, I pulled up the last time these teams played, November 27th, uh, a surprising result here. It was scoreless. <laughs> uh, so Norwich are at home, four shots on goal. Wolves, two shots on goal. Wolves had an incredible five shots against Norwich, and I don't, uh, I don't think Dean Smith was yet the manager. But I mean, either way, uh, they got five shots against Norwich. That kind of, I mean, I think Wolves are maybe playing a little better than uh, uh, offensively than that. But I will say. 
I'm not sure what Raul Jimenez is going to be able to to start here. And so he's coming off. He he missed Wolves' last league match before the break with a calf issue. He missed Mexico's first two match in the, matches in the international break. And then out of nowhere, he got healthy and went 90 minutes on Wednesday. So <laughs> and scored a goal. Yeah, he, he got their – I think they won 1-0. He got their PK late in that match. Yep. So they're probably not going to start Raul Jimenez. And Fabio Silva, uh, he's not really a guy that's that's getting it done. He's still – I don't know, he's probably 19 years old. But you're getting – I know it's minus 125, but, like, Wolves don't have their best striker. They maybe have the most consistent back line – in the league, like Romain Seiss, probably. Uh, wait, who? Where's Where's Seiss from? Is he? He's Moroccan, right? Um, so actually, Seiss might be available, but even if he's not, like they were still pretty solid when Seiss was playing in uh, African Cup of Nations. So, mm-hmm. like you look at that, and you look at sure Norwich winning some matches. Like, I don't think Josh Sargent is getting another brace is, is kind of what I'm saying. Like, it's not like Norwich are, you know, lighting up the scoreboard. Sure, they, you know, they won 3-0 at Watford. They beat Everton 2-1, but I don't know how much to put in those matches. I think, like, Wolves minus 160, not great value. Like, if you want to look at Wolves, you look at a, you know, shutout win. But if you're getting minus 125 on under two and a half goals, you could even look at um, what you could even look at under one and a half goals just because, you know, we yeah. saw the, the prior result for these teams. Like uh, either way, like you probably don't want to touch the over in this match. No, like I said, Wolves are, you know, the second best team defensively in the Premier League. Norwich are the worst attacking side in the Premier League. They have 13 goals, five of which have come in their last two matches. So I just think anything over two goals is like not going to happen. Um, like I like I said, the, the under one and a half and the and the um, under or under two and a half is a is a pretty what seems like a pretty chalky play. And then under one and a half is a little riskier, but you still feel the same. And you could even double up with like a a, one, a straight up one zero um, score line. Would you take so it's the same odds minus one twenty five under two and a half goals is minus one twenty five and both teams to score no is also the same. So would yeah. like, would you take either side in that? Like you're getting the one nil win for either team basically. Yeah, I, think I guess so. I guess it's gonna win in both those. I guess the way you don't win the the under is if it's like three nil like wolves. Yeah. I just don't yeah. know if three wolves are gonna get three goals. So yeah, no, I think I. I... If you want to double up on that again there, that would be a pretty good play. And even then, like, this match could finish 1-1, so you also got the the under 2.5 there. But Yeah. Um, an exact goal scored is uh, Wolves' one goal is 270, plus 270 on DraftKings. So just something to keep in mind. Wolves' 1-0 is plus 550. Exact win there. So, a couple good options there, though. Um and I think we're you and I are both pretty much on the in the same uh, wavelength there, where we think that Wolverhampton has a good opportunity to shut out Norwich and probably you know win by one goal here. But um, that's where I'm at on it. Yeah, I mean, there's n- not really any reason to think anything else is going to happen. Like it's going to be a low scoring match, and there's no way around it. I don't think you can say the same about this next one. So Everton 
Everton and Frank Lampard, I should say. Uh, let's let's get that clear. Frank Lampard's Everton and new newly minted assistant coach Ashley Cole, also a part of the team. I saw that this morning. Really? Huh. Yep. So we got Everton. My wait, let me read this again. Everton plus one hundred five to win. Uh, Brentford plus 265 and you got the draw at plus 260 again the odds are the totals are same uh, over two and a half goals plus 100 under two and a half goals minus 125 I think it's pretty clear here uh, I'm going to be all over the over in this one uh, what, what, actually let me read out some injuries so Calvert-Lewin's out I guess that's any reason to take the under Deli Ali, Van de Beek they can't play because they already took play they already played with the other teams in the FA Cup and I guess the thing for Brentford, while they're healthy, uh, Thomas Frank tested positive for COVID. So their manager hasn't been coaching them this week. We don't know what that means. Maybe I don't, you could you could say that means something, but it's it's really hard to say. But uh, what do you think? Do you like Frank Lampard in this spot? I think Everton might get the new, you know, the new manager bump. Frank was always, you know, kind of done. I don't know. I would say it was unjustly when he was at Chelsea, but I mean, I think he's a decent manager. We'll kind of find out if he can pull Everton back together. Um, but it does, it doesn't get much lower than where they're at now. Um, he's got a, he's got some good quality. I, I can't, they brought in one couple, I mean, Deli Ali, Donnie Van de Beek, you know, that gives them some more options. I'm curious to see how much they'll play like freshly coming off the uh, international break. I don't think either. I know Ali was not, uh, Deli wasn't, involved with England, but I'm curious how much they're, how much uh, playing time they're ready for and if they can contribute. Brentford. They won't be playing know. in this match. Okay. They won't be. Cause okay, they, so. they already played with, with uh, Tottenham and Manchester United. In oh, that fake right. 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 Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't think, I mean, it's kind of the same side plus we're missing Calvert Lewin. So I think Brentford's got a, a shot here at least, but um and as you pull up here, you've got the previous match that they played earlier in November. Um, I'm really curious to see what, what Frank Lampard does with Everton. As I mentioned, it doesn't get any worse than what they're at now. So all they can do is go up. Interesting yeah. to see them as highly favored as they are, though. That is true. I mean, still it's plus 105. And, I mean, that last match, like, it looked – just looking at the numbers here, this is November 28th. Brentford are at home. They won. They won one nil. Uh, they were going against Solomon Rondon as the forward. Alex Iwobi as an attacking midfielder. Uh, I mean, some of the I'm sure the other guys look look normal here, but I mean Everton, 60% possession. Let's see where uh, Brentford got a PK early in that match. Okay. I, vaguely remember this and then Everton were you know full go the rest of the way 30 crosses five shots on goal but so the thing is let me see here so I, I I'm started writing my article for next week my my betting preview for the Premier League and I wanted to dive into some numbers let me pull them up so so Frank Lampard and Thomas Tuchel they both uh managed the same amount of league matches last season for Chelsea so 19 games under two goals. There are two goals per Chelsea match. So this is this is total. Uh, this isn't even you know two Chelsea goals per match. This is two goals total per Chelsea match uh, under Tuchel under Lampard in 19 games. 2.95 goals per league match. One more goal per match in 
under Lampard at Chelsea. I mean, obviously these aren't the same teams, but it just shows like Lampard, he's an attacking manager, probably going to go to the 4-3-3. That's what he seemed to like at Chelsea. And it just seems like it's kind of like, I don't know, almost like the Eddie Howe effect at Newcastle. I mean, sure, that's not, hasn't really been worked out for a lot of the overs, but I think that's going to, that's going to lead to goals in these matches. I don't know how much he likes playing defense, and that's why he was kind of, you know, booted from from Chelsea. But uh, just going back to their their depth chart, they have, you know, Calvert Lewin. He's not going to be playing. Decore is out, and they're not going to have their new signings. But oh, otherwise, like you got a pretty full squad. Like you're going to see Richarlison probably playing at forward. You're going to see Allen. Uh, he may be ready to start. I want to say he's been playing with Brazil, but you got Townsend, Gray, Gordon's been been playing well this season. Andre Gomez has been playing in the midfield, and their defense, you know, outside of losing Dina, like they got the full squad. So I think on one end you could look at that plus one twenty plus one hundred five, or like if this is you know a two two kind of match and and Brentford really pushes for some goals. Like I really like the over two and a half goals because you're getting, you're getting plus odds on it. And honestly, it doesn't make sense. It's just like, they just put up these odds. It's like, yeah, we'll put up 2.5 implied total for all of these and we'll see what happens. But I really like the over in this one. Yeah, that's fair. I'm personally just going to steer clear of, of the over on this match. I just don't know what's going to happen. That's a big mistake. <laughs> It could be a big mistake, but uh, if I don't make a bet, I can't lose on the bet. Um, unsure if Dominic Calvert-Lewin, like, is he out or is he not going to play? He's out. Um, fresh, uh, first match under a new manager, have they had a chance in training to, like, kind of get to uh, iron out some of the ta- more tactical stuff? And then – Doesn't I just, matter. Like, I just – I'm not sure. So, I mean, totally fair to think about the over. I'm just going to avoid it. I also, like, have no idea on these teams – um, you know, who's, who's going to be ready. So I think, um, ever, I mean, they both have been in, in terms of form, both teams have been terrible. Um, in the last six matches, Everton has taken four points. They've uh, lost four, uh, drawn one and one, one while Brentford have uh, taken three points. They've won one and then uh, lost the five other matches over the past six. So neither team in great form. Um, that being said, it's two teams who I honestly, from a talent perspective, I think they're about on the same on on par with each other. Uh, so all that said, you can get um, Brentford draw no bet. So if they um, if they win, you know it's at plus one fifty five. They draw, you get your money back. Um, if you want to get a little riskier, you can go the double chance, which is uh, Brentford win or tie, and that's at minus 130. So right on the cusp of what we talked about is a smart bet. Um, so I'm leaning Brentford here. I just I don't know what to expect on a, on a short week where players have been gone for international duty. Um, they're heading into the FA Cup. I don't know what kind of lineup Everton is going to send out there. So I think, you know, of the teams, Brentford, um, you know, that's where a little bit more value is for me. I think of these four teams, I think Brentford might actually rotate more uh, between yeah. between Everton, Wolves, and Norwich. I just think, uh, like I was looking at their, their match against, sure it was against Port Vale, the previous FA Cup matchup, but I think they just have, they just have more options. Like Rigo Henry's coming back from injury, and like they, they have a midfield where they've rotated fairly often because they've dealt with injuries like they have Wisa up front and he's you know he's a reliable he's a reliable option but I think as for Everton like 
first match under Lampard, you don't think he's going to, you know, put put forward like all all the guys he can actually start. Like this is his first match. Like he's going to want three points. He's going to want to win in his first match, even if it is the FA Cup match. I think he's yeah. just going to he's going to want the win, basically. Yeah, I feel that too. I wouldn't be surprised to see him like shake up the line a bit, line up a little bit, just considering, you know, like, hey, your spot isn't secure. Um, you're gonna have to earn it. So, that being said, I mean, he's still got to put out Richarlison. He's got to put out, uh, you know, Allen, Andros, uh, Andros Towns, and some of those guys. But I wouldn't be surprised to see like, a, um, you know, a couple different names that maybe haven't uh, had the most amount of playing time come forward too. So we'll see. They also have, you know, with that in mind, they have a big, big game on Tuesday, the, the following Tuesday. Uh, so that's what two days rest. And then they got to face Newcastle um, on Tuesday, which is a you know short amount of rest for two teams who are pretty heavily involved in a relegation scrap right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely under Lampard. I'd look to see what he does with this back line because the back yeah. line is, has just been in flux pretty much. Uh, I don't know, for the last couple of seasons, like Everton just don't know what center backs, uh, who their best center backs are, no matter the manager. Like they have, like Godfrey's played center back, but I guess now he's he's uh, been playing more left back without Dina, but like they added Michaelenko. Uh, Patterson hasn't really found a role here in the se- with the senior team since coming over, but like John Joe Kenny at a recent start, and then he got Mina, Holgate, those guys in, at the central spot. But next match here. Let's move on. That's enough Frank Frankie Lamb's <laughs> talk here. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got Tottenham and Antonio Conte. They're home going against Brighton. Uh, so minus 110 to win. Brighton are plus 320 to win. You got uh, the draw at plus 260. And again, over two and a half goals, plus 100. Under two and a half goals, minus 125. So uh, the thing with Tottenham, we got Deli Ali gone and Dent in Dom Bailey gone. Lo Celso gone. Brian Gill gone. All those guys started their last FA Cup match. And so then they what they brought in. Betancourt, they brought in Kulishevsky. Uh, so they got some new guys. Uh, Song Min is, should be healthy again. Steven Bergwijn is coming off, uh, you know, the brace and mostly healthy. Romero's coming back from his injury. As for Brighton, uh, they're pretty, they're, they're set. They're uh, a de- similarly deep team, even though you wouldn't think it, but uh, they lost Dan Byrne to Newcastle, but otherwise 
I guess they're not going to have McAllister. He tested positive for COVID. And I don't believe Mwepu is able to start. But uh, Basuma is back from African Cup of Nations. And I think they're pretty healthy otherwise. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw strong starting 11s for both these teams. Like this is going to be a pretty tight match, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, we talked about Tottenham and Chelsea a couple weeks ago. And we just talked about how Tottenham had been taking points from every game while well, then they go ahead and lose to uh, Chelsea. But it, I mean, Tottenham's strong side, they just let go of a lot of players, um, brought in a couple. So I'm interested to see how they integrate. Um, Brighton, you know, uh, Graham Potter has done an excellent job with them. And I, and I think that they, of the teams here, they have a good enough chance to put up a fight. They play, you know, they play attractively. I think that uh, Tottenham are probably going to be focused on a more of a defensive style uh, with some counterattacks. And it'll be interesting to see where they start up front. But uh, I could see Brighton have a little bit more of the ball here. And I honestly think, um, despite Tottenham playing at home, I, I'm, I feel a little just like from a, a game perspective that there's a little bit more value on Brighton here to, uh, to win this. But that's just me. Yeah, so – these teams haven't played yet this season because they had a prior match postponed. Yeah. Last December they had a match postponed. So over the next, however many months, four months, they're going to be playing each other three times. And this is the first one for the season. Again, Conte's the manager. So it's hard to, you know, put anything in the prior matchup. So not going to really look at that, but I kind of like, like you're getting minus one ten for Tottenham to win. That's, that's okay. Like they, they've actually been pretty good at home under Conte. And that's kind of what I'd lean on. I'd also look at the under because, you know, Brighton are a team that's kind of struggled to score all season. So if, if you want to look at that, you want to look at um, just Tottenham in general at home, like they, you know, they lost, lost the recent league match. But if I'm just pulling up, pulling up league matches at home, like, 3-0, Crystal Palace, 2-2, Liverpool, 3-0, 2-0, 2-1. And, you know, they've been pretty good at home. And, you know, I think if if they put in a strong starting 11, if Conte, you know, wants the win, which I'm sure he does, but, like, even if even if they, you know, go to their bench a little bit, it's, it's not like, like, who are they going to? Like, at this point, their bench is going to – like, Harry Kane's going to be starting. He starts every match. So he's yeah. going to be in there, but, like, if they go to their bench, it's going to be like Lucas Mora, Bergwijn. It's going to be the new guys they added, like maybe Matt Doherty starts. And, you know, maybe yeah, people have ill thoughts towards him, but like he's still a Premier League player, like Sesegnan, uh, Tanganga. Like those guys have seen minutes. It's not like they have bench guys who haven't played this season. So uh, I just like Tottenham. I'll, I'd like him to win. Uh, the under I'd be looking at minus 125, not the best odds. So I'd probably, my first look would just be Tottenham, even though uh, I think it was the last show. We maybe one or two shows. I, I mentioned that it seems like every time I bet against Brighton, they just get a stoppage time winner and that's just how they play. But let's say Adam's a direct curse. The, the Brighton curse. Yeah, that that's fair. Um, I definitely, I mean, Tottenham's got the more quality here, but I think I'm going to play devil's advocate and uh, opt for um, Brighton in this particular instance. Um, I think it's similar to like how I feel about Brentford. I just think a little bit more of the values there. And I believe if I could, if I could find it here, um, you can get the draw no bet for Brighton is what the heck was it? Um, 
plus 195. So if they uh, win, you're plus 195 and draw. Um, you know, you get your money back. And then if you're thinking about that in terms of a, uh, a double chance, that's also an option and you can get um, Brighton at minus one Oh five. So almost plus odds for a draw or a win for Brighton, you know, they are playing away. So that, that that's where my head is at. I just taught them. I'm not sure what to expect from them. A lot of new names in the, in the team sheet and Brighton have had a lot of good continuity and they kind of like have an idea of how they want to play. Yeah. So that's the three matches we wanted to talk about and looking at, so I'm going to look through the odds here. Uh, instead of just talking about one match, I just threw together a quick parlay and let me get your thoughts on it. So putting together here, Manchester United minus 290, West Ham minus 425, Man City minus 650, Liverpool minus 800. Take them all on the money line. You got plus one fifteen odds. What do we got? That's United. United's facing like somebody unknown. I feel like no, they're playing um, Middlesbrough. Oh, Middlesbrough. Either way, mid-table championship side. They should have no problem disposing of them. And you got City. Of those teams you mentioned, City has the toughest matchup, which is funny. Um, they're facing Fulham, who are you know fighting for their promotion um, back to the Premier League. Pretty good side this year. They're playing really good uh, attacking-wise. So that might be the toughest. That said, City are a much better team. They're like third 11 might be just as good as, as Fulham's. Um, so, yeah, that's that's something like good bet. And then you went, uh, I believe it was Liverpool um, and uh, West Ham. Uh, West Ham. And West Ham's facing that, like, what, Kid, Kid Minister or something like that, yeah, which Kid is like Minister. a, a – they're on the whatever you know, a, a couple, a few tiers down uh, from the top flight, and then so yeah, I, I mean, and that gets you plus one something. Yeah, plus one fifteen. I mean, ride the favorites. I mean, I would love for a, a little upset here, get you know, for the minnows to uh, get an upset, but uh, I think those are are pretty safe bets for them to advance. Yeah, just uh, just with these with with the FA Cup, I think I've seen just in prior rounds or even just cup matches in general, like I've seen like once teams release their lineups and if it's like a pretty solid starting 11, like you're going to see these odds uh, change pretty drastically. Like if Manchester United put out, you know, a top side, which I mean, pretty much all the lineups are top side. Like it's going to be like minus 400 by the time they get match kicks off. So yeah. Their their top side can involve like five players from the starting eleven and like three kids making their debuts, you know, or like who have like barely have under ten caps for the the first team. So and that's probably still a top side, you know. Yeah, yeah, but uh, plus one fifteen. Um, so yeah, I guess we can get in our best bets here. So FA Cup best bets a little a little different than uh, than what we're used to, but. Going back to what I said earlier about I'm taking the Frank Lampard over. We got over two and a half goals. You're getting plus 100 odds on it. Seems like a good idea to take a Frank Lampard over in his first match going against what has been an inconsistent Brentford team this season. Uh, So the number here for Brentford, there's been at least three goals scored in each of their last six matches. That includes a... 4-1 4-1 win at Port Vale, the last FA Cup match. So whether they're scoring goals or allowing goals, uh, it seems like there's goals in their matches. 
Then you throw that against an, a side that uh, who knows how, how Thomas Frank and Brentford are going to be preparing for, for Frank Lampard. He got that, got that in there. So I think there's going to be goals. So uh, what do you got for your best bet? Yeah, prior to our, you know, hopping on this podcast, I thought I, I had a, a solid one here. And as we've discussed a little bit more, I, I feel like I'm going to steer clear of it. Um, I originally had Brighton double chance minus 105, which is the winner draw against Tottenham. Um, but I'm going to steer clear of that. You know, Tottenham, they've been pretty decent under Conte. But the one, as we talked it over, that feel made me feel more confident was uh, the Wolves. I'm going to take Wolverhampton and um, – Norwich under two and a half goals. It's minus 125. So decent odds, um, nothing crazy, but still like a, a, what feels like a pretty safe bet. W- Norwich have scored 13 goals this season. They're bad attacking five of those in the past couple matches. Um, and Wolves are just a really strong side defensively, not very good at attack. So I think that recipe of both those teams um, adds up to us, you know, getting an under two and a half at minus 125. And if you're feeling especially good about uh, what we talked about on the show. You can go under one and a half at plus two thirty. So I'm going to lock in that under two and a half. Yeah. I mean, we said it before. I was like, there's really only one way this match is going to go. Uh, it's going to be low scoring. Chances this doesn't hit is uh, if it's two one, I guess, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be that kind of match, but I'd say if Hold this on. was like, if this was a premier league match, the over under on this, I think under two and a half goals would be minus one sixty, minus yeah one seventy. Like, like that's kind of what the numbers have been in recent Wolves matches, and like now they're home against Norwich. Like they're just assuming like there's going to be some rotation and stuff like that. But Wolves aren't a deep team, so like who are they going to play really? Yeah. Um, and if Jimenez didn't start up front, like like the the odds just seem off. And I think uh, funny enough, more than Premier League, like there's just you can get better numbers here, which uh, maybe we should just start betting FA Cup only. I don't know. We'll see. But let's make an FA Cup podcast. Oh wait. <laughs> All right. You got anything else here for fourth round FA Cup? No, that's it. I'm looking forward to uh, some good matches this weekend, and then uh, we should probably be recording early next week for um, some midweek matches. So look for that. Yeah, we will be probably doing Monday next week to discuss. Premier League will be, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, got a busy few days ahead of us. And uh, if you follow us on Twitter, Rotowire, soccer on Twitter, we will have some bets up for the – Can't we can't forget about Premier League, okay? We'll, we'll say that. Uh, there is uh, what Watford and Burnley plan Saturday. So, we'll have some bets up on that Twitter page uh, Saturday morning. So, uh, you know, if you need your fix of Rotowire soccer bets, we have you. We will put those up. But Chris, we got uh, there. We go. We got some outro music ooh, here. Ooh, um, production quality is bumped. Thanks to Streamyard for this uh, wonderful music that we got to <laughs> we got to end the show. But. So I've been I've been at rotowire.com this whole time. If you're watching on YouTube, you can get a free 10-day trial, rotowire.com slash soccer trial. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Roto's Adroit. Chris is at C-H-R-O-N-8. And again, we have an email, soccer at rotowire.com. Email us with questions. We will get back to you. We will read those questions on the show and we will give you winners on this show. 
Thanks for listening. This has been Kits and Wagers FA Cup Edition. Chris, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.